Blog Talk Radio. Nowadays, there's a lot of talk about hate crimes. There's an entire body of laws against hate crimes. Everybody seems to be worried about hate. Hate appears to be the gravest problem of our time. But hate is good. Hate gives a structure to our life. Hate gives us a reason to exist, a focus, something to strive for, an identity. Hate is energy, pure energy, provided by Mother Nature herself. Hate enables us to see through lies and pretense, and helps us to concentrate on the essential. Hate is democratic. Even the rich and the powerful cannot hate more than their slaves and subjects. And soon, hate may well be all that we have left. Hate emancipates. Without hate for slavery, you cannot break your shackles. And without hate for injustice, there can be no justice. The greatest achievements of the human race have grown from hate, and from the ability to control hate. Hate separates humans from animals. Animals do not hate, but humans do. Humans can hate for decades, sometimes their entire life. We can even pass hate on to our children and keep hate alive for centuries. Hate is a sign of abstract intellect, for only humans can hate people they have never seen or met, and only humans can hate concepts and processes. How can we know what love is? if we refuse to recognize and understand hate. Love and hate are the two opposite sides of the same coin. Without hate, we are only halflings. In order to be complete, we need hate. Only fools talk endlessly about love, but forget the hate. Hate separates us from the meek and docile masses. Do not fear hate. Do not deny or reject hate. Accept hate. Embrace hate. Learn to know it and learn to use it. Hate is your most powerful weapon, a hidden source of your strength. Do not deny it from you. What the liberal elite fears most in this world is our ability to hate, because our hate will one day be the most revolutionary force on the planet. Our hate will destroy and create empires. You're listening to Resolution Radio, Radio, Radio. ResolutionRDO.com
for what is dearest to you. For honor and death, let your name be worthy of you. But remember, the war consumes us all. Shall I explain to you in one easy lesson how the world works? You small words, I'm not as bright as you. The house that puts family first will always defeat the house that puts the whims and wishes of its sons and daughters first. The good man does everything in his power to better his family's position. Geiri, Reiki. Regardless of his own selfish desires. Right there on his hammer, it says the word Rachel. That is the answer to every bit of this. This is how you do this. You do this with racial holy war. That is the only thing that will ever, ever bring about any kind of hope or solace for our people. Racial holy war. Of our people and of future for white children. 
If you cannot say that, brothers and sisters, I don't know how much you love your race. Secondly, the most important thing that I think I could possibly share, to my opinion, hell of They want you eliminated. Don't give them the pleasure. So there it is, boys and girls. The hard to swallow pill that too many of our people have been putting off taking for far too long. They don't want to accept that this is a war to deny or that they are the ones will be stuck like a pig and left to die by their diverse friends. And don't make the mistake of thinking that if you abide by the law and obey the powers that be, that you can win this fight. We have already reached a point where the law is failing us. And if you don't believe me, just ask some of our LS members who are currently sitting in Virginia jails because they had the audacity to defend themselves against physical attacks by mobs of Negroes at Charlottesville. When the law falls into the hands of evil men and is perverted from its true purpose, then free men, free men, are morally bound to resist and overthrow such tyranny and with violence if necessary. There's a well-known ancient Latin phrase, civis pacem parabellum. If you want peace, prepare for war. And the time has come to get plumb mad dog meat. And then if you lose your head and give up, then you neither live nor win. And that's just how it is. I say to you, in imitation of that great Confederate general, Nathan Bedford Forrest, war to the night! But a kingdom that has once been destroyed can never come again into being, nor can the dead ever be brought back to life.
outnumbered many times, still they fought on. Blood poured forth from their wounds deep into the earth. Vultures waited for the broken shells that once were bodies. But Odin alone would choose the day they would enter Valhalla. And in their hour of need, he sent forth unto them the Berserker Rage. <laughs> Welcome to the Resolution Radio Network at ResolutionAudio.com. You are listening to the Sonny Thomas Show, and I'm your host, Sonny Thomas. If you want to call in and listen now, it's area code 607-203-5423. That's area code 607-203-5423. You can follow us on various social media. Um, All over, really. (laughs) Got a lot of interesting shit coming up, actually. Um, you can follow us on Winkin, Getter, Parlor, Gab, Twitter, and Telegram at St. Thomas Show. And you can also follow us on Twitter at Resolution RDO number one, as well as on Gab, Telegram, and Getter. So we will soon have a Resolution RDO uh, account on Parlor. And uh, I'm looking at been working on Winkin for a while to see if they do pages. I don't think they do pages yet. That's what I'm kind of looking for to see. Um, um, basically, how it's going to work out because once they get it all set up, it'll it'll be pretty sweet. So we've come a long way in this particular struggle. Um, we're still getting over a couple of speed bumps. Uh, we got a lot of stuff uh, fixed and corrected over the last several months. We've been pretty busy on that um, particular account, as well as um, just making sure everything was uh, copacetic. So we've gotten a lot of our um, uh, computer situations rectified. Um, now, also, we had a, we're running short on time on many things just because my hectic schedule. But now we're starting to get things a lot more in place. Uh, we're having a lot more shows on a regular basis as well. So you can also follow especially on Telegram. Uh, I keep that one up to date very much so on Resolution Radio uh, fairly often. So you can go there and you can see a lot of the different episodes. If you go to Resolution RDO on Telegram, you will see um, a lot of the current shows that have been posted, especially since January. So we've been really hitting it pretty hard on trying to get uh, 
um, that up and running on a regular basis. So we've been doing a little bit better there. And um, a lot of people didn't know we had a Telegram channel. Even I mentioned almost every episode. Um, it's just there's certain ones that are more popular than others. Then I go on some Telegram channels, and I got thousands and thousands and thousands of people. However, I do know radio shows on Telegram do have live links. I have not exactly figured out how to use that yet. So those are some things I'm trying to figure out um, the best way to get that to work. Like I said, I've looked in some of the settings. I have not found anything that I was looking for uh, to do that. Same with Getter. If you go on Getter, they do have a lot of live links. Matter of fact, uh, there is a live link when you click on it on your settings. And you would, yeah, I'm trying to set this up here, see if I can try to get that going. Don't see any general criteria on how to do it. I mean, for example, I mean, obviously I see Wayne Root. I see the Lindell Report. I see InfoWars. Um, a lot of stuff there. So I don't know exactly how they get this started. Um, so if anyone has any uh, tips on how to do that, uh, please feel free to let me know because I really want to figure out how to maximize this as much as possible. So I'm looking at um, you know, some stuff here. I'm just not seeing a lot of stuff. And, and again, maybe you have to pay for an upgraded thing or something. I don't know. But... I guess you have to become a verified account first or something. I don't know. So I, I found a couple of things here. So I just want to say I'm going to have to really dive into this and figure it out. But uh, once I do, we'll, we'll try to see if we can simulcast uh, those links on there as well. But we, I have found a couple of other networks or channels, I should say, we can go through, as a matter of fact. So if you go to uh, player dot fm series slash resolution hyphen radio um, you will actually uh, find um, the entire resolution radio network on there and what I like about it is it, you can speed up the broadcast so uh, one listener told me he's actually got up to about two and a half to three times you know I, I would sound like a damn freaking you know chipmunk apparently he's able to absorb that information so instead of me talking in a normal cadence like this you can't be talking to more than thing like this. You can still understand what I'm saying. So I'm like, okay, not my cup of tea, but you know, as I've listened to myself on there a few times as well, just to see what it sounds like. And I can usually do at least 1.5 up to two. Uh, usually I go about 1.5 um, just to kind of speed up a little bit, especially if it was a, uh, a length, more lengthier show. Then I found Podcast Addict. Podcast Addict um, also has. Um, a listing for us on there as well. And I, I was checking that out through the thing. So if you go to podcastaddict.com slash podcast and it's slash 1856778, you will find Resolution Radio. And um, I haven't seen any reviews on here. There's no reviews listed yet. So you may also like. Um, but that gives you post reports by the Washington Post and three martini lunch podcasts from Radio America. How is that anything like Resolution Radio? So anyways, you can go on there and click on episodes, and of course you'll see 
um, the listings of the show, various shows that I have on there uh, from the network, and um, it's almost the exact same way that I have it generally formatted. So let's click on one here, and just real quick. Oh, nice. Okay, so basically once you launch it, it uh, and it does have a speed indicator. You can speed it up to a quarter speed every time. Looks like up to three times. Okay, so you can go up to three times the normal speed if you wanted to listen to it. Sweet. And it only shows the first uh, thumbnail uh, that's featured in my slideshow. So that's uh, cool. And, again, I found that just by looking at my stats and just kind of seeing who's all listening to the program. It's been interesting reading some of the um, um, statistics. So uh, I was actually fairly impressed. Our listening audience is definitely increasing. We're at almost 8% in Russia. That's phenomenal. Um, we're still getting a lot of listeners in Canada, United Kingdom, and Germany. So it's always good to hear that Deutschland is tuning in to us, a, uh, a son of Deutschland, that's for sure. So good thing there, good thing. All right, so um, pretty cool. Good to find that stuff out. Okay, so I can see you can go on Parler, um, Gab, Twitter, Telegram, Getter, and Wimkin, and you can find Sonny Thomas Show. And um, I don't post on Parler as much because a lot of my stuff, I have to do a they, – they screwed up the uh, the app a while back after uh, they got they got banned out of the store. And so uh, the new version was never able to upgrade. So basically I have to have a direct login to the website. And so a lot of times I don't have my forwarding set up for that because it's not any type of application. And when you go to actual Parler's website, you can't um, download a, an actual app from Parler. So it's kind of scary. Whereas Gab, you can go to Gab and you can actually download the actual app. Um, now, on Telegram, you definitely do not want to go to the store and download it because, in fact, it shows like mine would automatically, um, if you forward it to somebody, it won't show up. So I've already been flagged somewhat on Telegram somehow. But if you actually go to Telegram's, and that's through the store, if you actually go to Telegram's main website and download the direct link, the, the direct app from the website um, onto your Droid or whatever, um, you will have the full unfettered access on Telegram, but not just my program, but others as well. So actually, it actually works out pretty good. Works out all right. All right, opening song of the night was Man of War and the, the Sons of Odin. And uh, it's a pretty pretty cool little fucking tune there. It's definitely some shit. I was listening to some music today while I was working, and um, that was one of the songs that came up my playlist. I'm like, wow, that's pretty fucking cool. I've got some Man of War a little bit. Never was a big, big, huge fan of them. But every time I hear some of their stuff, they're consistently good as far as metal goes. So um, I actually thought that was uh, pretty good. Looks like Public Library pushes back on um, – against Wholesome Kirk Cameron book, reading as drag queen strip for kids in libraries nationwide. Wow. So basically, Kirk Cameron, who's who's a known Christian actor and has done a lot of Christian films uh, nowadays, 
Uh, basically, library pushes back and gets him doing a fucking good story read, but yet they'll let all these drag queens come in. So this is where you as as taxpayers and citizens really need to start making a stink. First thing you do, you start a fucking major campaign to uh, start doing complaints to the actual library, because most of these public libraries are all very far left wing. So you need to start calling and say, hey, we're sick of this shit. We're not going to fucking support your fucking shit. And we're going to make sure we stop any future votes of uh, funding public monies to a, a, a shithole like this. Because basically a library is meant to be a place of, uh, of information and not for a sick, twisted, socialist, uh, cultural Marxist agenda. So that's how you start. You let the library know that you're very unsatisfied with them and that uh, there will be repercussions uh, the next time the uh, library levies come around. Next thing you do, you start going to city council meetings and start raising a fucking stink about it. Uh, do some research. Find out what books they have in the library. Like there right now, the Springboro Library is actually partially closed down because they are remodeling and expanding. Uh, I don't know why they didn't buy they – didn't, they didn't build it bigger than that to begin with. But anyway, they're finally starting to do it. So, but a lot of the material in there is bullshit. And uh, first thing we do is definitely start going through a fine-tooth comb, especially if you have any type of child development background. Start going through the child's books and start looking at the shit that's in there. I think you'd be very surprised when you see books like The Rainbow Fish and others that are uh, for available for checkout for young minds. Uh, also, look at the DVDs they have available for children as well. That's something else that definitely needs to be looked into. Um, a lot of stuff that's out there is, has adult themes. Matter of fact, I had come across a video not too long ago. Someone told me to check out. It's one of those uh, claymation um, uh, things from England. Um, I couldn't tell you the name of the damn film off the top of my head. But anyways, it had a lot of adult themes in it. And, for example, when you actually watch this thing, it was a cross between Animal Farm, 1984, Troy, and uh, something else. Again, it's been, been about three, four years since I watched it. But uh, yeah, someone told me to check it out, and I did, and I was like, wow, dude. I mean, as an adult, I recognize the themes and the references immediately, whereas a kid with a young, fragile, eggshell mind is not going to fucking know that shit. So this is where parents really need to start taking the time, especially nowadays. You do have parental controls at your disposal, whether it's on phones or on uh, any other things. I don't know why anyone even wastes money on Netflix because Netflix is shit. Uh, they never have any good movies on there to begin with. And then secondly, the, the original content that they do produce is terrible. Uh, it's very anti-white, um, anti-America. I mean, it's just absolutely disgusting. Like, hello, white people. I mean, stupid shit like that they got on there. Uh, but you won't see good old some films like uh, John Wayne. I think the last time I actually saw a John Wayne film in there is because it was an all-star cast. And I think it was a bridge too far. So, and that's been a while since I looked that up. Again, I don't waste money on Netflix. I've even encouraged my, my, my family not to fucking waste money on Netflix either. Because I said, first of all, do you really have time to sit there and watch movies all fucking day? If my mom, I, she can't sit there and just watch TV and fucking, you know, absorb a movie anymore. I mean, you know, she falls asleep. Boring. Um, I, I, I know someone who's got uh, um, 
Oh God, was that condition? Um, oh, shit, just keep thinking of uh, uh, fuck. Anyways, they fall asleep a lot, and um, narcolepsy, yes. And um, so, for example, unless it's an action-packed movie where there's a lot of action going on and not a lot of quiet dialogue, she'll fall asleep on it. So uh, it, it's it's kind of boring to, to, to sit around and watch a program with her because of the fact that she can't watch the damn program. You know what I'm saying? It literally makes her fucking nod off and go to sleep. It's like watching a really shitty show you don't like. You know, like it's like I, one of the worst shows I've ever seen is um, oh god, with that stupid show with the with the fucking geeks um, that just went off the air. Yeah, Big Bang Theory. Oh god, dude, I hate that fucking show. I had an ex girlfriend. I love that fucking show. And of course, I said, you know, I don't like to sit there watching shit. She would sit there and watch marathons of this stuff, right? It's fucking stupid. It's absolutely stupid. It's one of those things where I I watch it after one episode and I and I feel dumber, you know. I mean that fucking um, Shelton or whatever his name is. I mean, dude, the, the the guy gets on your fucking nerves after a while because the guy thinks he's so goddamn smart and he's really dumbass, you know. It's almost like watching fucking Urkel all day long. <laughs> I mean, seriously. It's one of those movies you just go, God damn, or your shows you just go, man, I feel dumber after watching this fucking shit. And the worst part of it is, I know people that are like that because there was guys that uh, uh, kind of got grouped into when I was in grade school that were kind of geeks and shit. And a lot of them are into that fucking stuff, you know. But I mean, you grow out of it after a while. But these guys, you know, just complete fucking lures. Plus the fact they keep pushing fucking Jew shit on there. The one guy is a Jew. And matter of fact, I think the, the cute blonde is a Jew in real life. I'm not quite sure. But the thing is, they keep pushing Judaism in your fucking face and making it look like it's good entertainment with his little mop-top monkeys-looking hairdo and shit. I mean, the guy's a fucking dweeb, you know? But that's the type of shit they shove down your throat all the time. But a lot of these programs are getting really terrible, dude. I mean, they're terrible. Like, the, sh- the show I, I, I started watching recently... That someone suggests I get into The Last of Us, which is basically supposed to take the place of The Walking Dead, um, has really gone to shit. I, I have never played the video game. I stopped playing video games like 10 years ago, okay? I had a PlayStation 2. I bought like three or four videos to, to play with, and I'm good, you know? I mean, I like Scarface, The World is Yours because it's a Grand Theft Auto platform. Uh, Star Trek Shadow Universe, my favorite was Shadow of Rome. I played the gladiator fights in that all the time. But to me, I did all my video game playing when I was in fucking grade school, okay? Fifth, sixth, seventh grade is when I played my television and other fucking shit. And I, I got it out of my system, man. I don't have people considering all fucking day long. Now, 20 years ago, when I had my PlayStation 2, like if the weather's crappy or I really wanted to play that, that Scarface game and, and really try to get through on it and stuff, um, if, or especially the weather shit in the wintertime, dude, I'd sit there and go, you know, get me some treats or whatever, get a pizza, maybe get get a uh, thing of ice cream, whatever. And then I'd veg out, man, playing video games all fucking weekend long until my hands either cramped up or I just got fucking so fatigued that I couldn't fucking do it anymore, you know? And it's like, okay, fine, that's all fine and good, but it gets boring. I hear people all day long talk about all these different video games, especially 
single-player fucking shoot-ups like Doom and stuff and whatever the, the, the all these new games they have now. They're just boring. I will admit, though, the graphics have gotten a lot better. I see the uh, the commercials for many of the games and shit, and they're, they're getting to the point that um, they won't need uh, actors much longer because they'll be able to all create on CGI. I'll give you an example. Um, last night, went to go see Cocaine Bear at the uh, local Five and Dime place down here. And um, I would never imagine going to see a movie like that. But I saw a preview for it because I saw another movie uh, a month or so before. What was that movie anyway? Oh, yeah, uh, playing with uh, Gerard Butler. And the only reason why I went and saw it because it's Gerard Butler. How can you go wrong, right? A little far-fetched scenario, but it was it was cool. It was fun. It was action-packed. I like always like scenario films like that because maybe you might be in that scenario. And uh, interesting shit. But I was trying to figure out how in the fuck he managed to get a phone to work in this abandoned building that obviously has no power and able to call from the South Pacific all the way to the United States. I mean, really, I don't know how in the fuck that fucking worked, but okay. So, but it wasn't a bad flick, and and I have to say, yeah, uh, it was it was decent. And to be quite honest, if I in another six months if I see it at the five dollar been at the Walmart DVD thing, I'll probably pick it up, you know, just to have my collection, you know, but I don't sit around and really watch movies and stuff much anymore. I don't have broadcast television, so I don't watch any of that bullshit. I don't have cable because I ain't wasting money on crap like that sucks being told that I'm, that I hate myself. But I tell you this, this last of us has gotten really terrible by the third episode, dude, they spent the whole goddamn episode focusing on two fags. It was terrible. I had to sit there and fast forward through almost the whole goddamn fucking episode, dude. It was it was bad, really bad. And I know people that had commented on Facebook and others, and a good majority of them were like taken aback, like someone like, "Oh, it's a love story. There's nothing wrong with, there's nothing wrong with that." I get it, dude. Okay, I, I I get it. You got an apocalypse, people dying off. Hey, man. I, I get it. If you if you want to be devil's advocate, say people are going to find companionship which may lead to love in a different way, I get it, okay? Just like the misogyny going on and fucking Walking Dead with Rick boning fucking uh, Michonne, okay? I mean, seriously. But, I mean, the point is, beggars can't be choosers, right? When the fucking whole world fucking collapsed and apocalypse and there's only a handful of you left, yeah, you're going to go where the plumbing is, right? So I get it. I get it. You can't be too picky when you don't have much stuff to shoot for. It's like on a deserted island. You got a choice between one one coconut tree or another, man, or a banana tree. That's that's your only choice. So I mean, uh, yeah, don't don't think beggars can be choosers. I get it, but when there are enough of you, you know. And I've always wondered about. I always call it the Gilligan's Island scenario. It's amazing how they're for, and how many years were they on, on the island? Like seven years, I think, according to the show or something like that. Anyways, they managed to get off the island. They all reunited and uh, went on another trip together. Caught caught up in a fucking storm and sure as shit wound up in the same fucking island <laughs> on the last uh, TV movie. I was like, holy shit. But in reality, the situation, would, it would become Lord of the Flies unless everybody was at least civilized enough to say, hey, man, you know, there's only seven of us. Is it seven? Let's see. Gilligan, Skipper, Marianne, Ginger, 
professor and the Howls. Yeah, there's seven of them. Okay, so the Howls obviously are too old to do anything. If, if Thurston Howell the third could even get it up, that would be surprising. Okay, well let's get down to brass tacks. Okay, you've got two fucking young young women there. Well, you got two good looking women there as well. You know, you got Ginger the movie star who's glamorous, hot man. Man, she's gonna get attacked. That's for sure. And, and Mary Ann's young. Okay, so. So basically, you got three viable males there. You've got Gilligan, the Skipper, and the Professor. Okay, and it's one of the situations where maybe after a while you start thinking, you know, we're not going to get off this fucking island. So you've basically got a small community there, and so nature is eventually going to start calling, man, at some particular point because the need to survive and 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 to thrive are always programmed into our DNA. So unless the Professor says, hey, we're going to be democratic about this, you know, we're going to draw a lot or whatever. And basically, this guy or that guy gets to tag that girl. And until you know that everything's copacetic, you know, whatever. So, unless one of them's not fertile. I mean, but let's get real here. If you're going to do it civilized, you're going, there's going to be some replicating somewhere. It's just human nature. Dude. At some ticker point, Gilligan's going to be an asshole, and he's going to go fucking jump Marianne's bones. I mean, it's just a fucking human nature, man, okay? So... The fact that they never had any children produced after that or even had any encounters, I know it's a comedy show, but I'm giving you a situation. Because, like, when you watch Lord of the Flies, it deteriorated very quickly into primal programming. So we see that in all the minority-controlled fucking countries that have been colonized by whites. As soon as the white population leaves or gets downsized to the point where now that they are the minority or, or even relinquish power like they did with uh, – South Africa, uh, they quickly they quickly get overran by the minorities and wiped out. Or you got the Haiti situation, which was considered uh, the France of the Caribbean and just absolutely got wiped out to the very last person. So the Haitians rose up and they killed every fucking colonist on that fucking island. I mean, they wiped them out. Man, woman, child, Cats, dogs, you name it, man. They killed them all. And we've actually seen some of these hard left-wing motherfuckers pushing for another Haiti situation in the United States to basically have all the minorities rise up and just start killing white folks. Go right ahead, motherfucker. Come knock on my door look for trouble. You fucking found it. You come knock on my door, dude, you've met the Grim Reaper. Because I will send you to that motherfucker in a handbasket. If I don't shoot you, I will kill you with my bare hands and I'll gut you like a fish just for sport okay so play that shit with me man but the problem is a lot of our people do not have that general survival instinct you know a lot of the movies you see there is was a disaster scenario you see how a lot of people get pussified real fast or because they're they're now out of their element they don't know how to function. If, if they've had a cubicle job the whole fucking life, dude, and all of a sudden the power goes out, most people fucking kind of are really out of their element. Like, oh, well, I mean, like a fish out of water, okay? A lot of us who are a little bit more disciplined in that thing or have had a better upgrading or, or we've at least prepped, okay? Power goes out, storm, whatever. First thing you do is you go try to find a flashlight or get a candle and start trying to create create some illumination inside the facility uh, as soon as you're able to. How many people actually keep candles in their fucking drawers? You know? I mean, I got a half a closet full of them just in case. 
Because I, I tell you this, when I went to Ireland back in the mid-2000s, when I visited Kilmainham Jail, it was very interesting because during the famine, a lot of people would purposely commit crimes because they were trying to basically get three hots in a cot, okay? The problem is if you watch through that, the breeze that blows down those that main walkways and shit is amazing. And in the winter months, it's a cold, wet breeze. And you get one blanket and one candle, and that candle has to last you a month. Most people use it for heat and light. Most people have it burned out within five days. So you get one candle a month. Make the best of it, you know. You might get rations, but you'll 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 get a fucking meal. <laughs> Eventually, they'll find some reason to fucking kill you because you're costing the jail money. But I mean, uh, it, it's very interesting seeing how people do not use the resources very well. So that's the title of the show tonight is Organized Prepare Now, Revolution is Coming. We see how careless Biden is getting by calling Russia everything but fucking Russians and now is uh, starting to talk shit to Putin. So this guy's – this old man's actually got some fucking stones. He's concerned he doesn't even probably know where his nuts are, okay? Or he doesn't have some little girl fondling him. And I mean seriously, that old pervert still fucking can't keep his paws off a fucking kid. So the thing gets me is his rhetoric is starting to step up, and so Russia's saying, you know what? We have just decided no longer to recognize our half of the START deal, which is the things that uh, Reagan and Gorbachev had put together in the 80s, okay? So basically, he's saying that we are looking at nuclear weapons as an option. So they're basically telling you we're ramping up. Now, that being said, that being said, how good is their arsenal? Because all this shit was built. 30 to 40 plus years ago, okay? Back to the episode of Miami Vice. They go to a fucking arms deal and shit, and Tubbs is posing as a South African fucking revolutionary. And uh, they've got all the all the armaments laid out there. It says, yeah, we got this, we got that, blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, um, we're going to make a couple stingers short. It's like, oh, wait a minute, this is all paid in advance. It's like, yeah, well, let's talk to Kleiser. He's marketing. I'm distribution. And, and Crockett's like, well, yeah, well, the boat sails tomorrow. I was like, hey, man, I'll make it up to you, man. How about some biologicals? I was like, what's that? Chemical warfare shells. You start lobbing a couple of those things, Joe Berg, you'd definitely get someone's attention. And Crockett's like, stingers, pal, stingers. That's what we pay for. That's what we ordered. That's what you want. And then he looked at him and says, hey, these are dated 1980. Yeah. So what? So what? When the hell have they been sitting on the shelf six years? It's like, well, the Missouri is 45 years old. Lebanese didn't know the difference. And Cracker asked a simple question. How do I know these are going to go bang? And the dealer says, you worried about that? Yeah. I think that's a reasonable concern. Okay. Opens up the case. Pulls a fucker out. Primes it. Turns it on. Aims it. Boom. Shoots it. Blows up Crockett's fucking Daytona. That was his character which I said, sold. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, that's an interesting situation because of the fact that um, we saw Miami Vice, and that shows well over 35 years old, how much the, not just the drug wars, but the arm deals that was going on. I mean, really, have you seen any internet coverage? As much technology as we have today, even drones. 
Have anyone seen any video footage, live footage, remote footage of anything of combat in Ukraine? I don't even see it on Russian media. I get on RT. I get on Sputnik. I don't see any. I'll, they'll show like a, an aftermath. Oh, look, there's a building block. Well, I saw a very interesting video, I think, on Twitter or Getter. And basically says, where is the war in Ukraine? It doesn't exist. And basically what it was, here's all the pictures are showing a bombed out fucking apartment buildings, bombed out stores, bombed out fucking department stores. So the guy got all these snapshots, right? He goes over there to Kiev or whatever, and he finds every fucking one they show a picture of. It's either being photoshopped or it's a complete lot. Because he said, look, and then pulls it down, completely pristine. There's not even a scratch, not even a bird stain on the paint. So, I mean, the bottom line is we've been lied to. And then Zelensky comes over here and basically wants us to give him all this money. So we give him all this fucking money. What happens? It's not reaching over there. Hmm, sounds just like fucking the Clintons or just like Bono who would go up and fucking, you know, Clintons keep like 95% of the fucking uh, uh, charitable donations and Bono keeps like 98%. <laughs> Maybe 99, I've heard in some cases. He may have actually moved up 98 because someone started making a stink about it. So he he, uh, he gives them 2% now of whatever they rate. <laughs> There's a lot. But the Russians are confirming that they are finding American weapons over there. But again, I don't see any combat footage. Unlike you saw anything and everything else. You saw Kosovo. You saw even some cases Afghanistan, uh, for, especially the first desert war. Matter of fact, there was that one CNN correspondent. That was uh, uh he was in with a lot of the um, military um, on the tanks and everything and shit, getting firsthand things and he got he got killed uh, during a combat uh, mission. And uh, I, I can't tell you the guy's name off the top of my head. Remember, it happened in 1991. But this guy was like one of the main guys for um, CNN, and um, he got killed. So it's, that would be like. Um, Oh, I'm trying to think who was a big name back in the day. Maybe like, okay, Dan Rather was a correspondent during Vietnam. That'd be like Dan Rather going out on a fucking, uh, with a platoon and getting shot at by the Viet Cong, okay? I mean, seriously. It's like, oh, wow, dude, that kind of sucks, you know? <laughs> Maybe they did us a favor if they did take out Dan Rather, but they didn't. But you understand my point. So we need to organize and prepare now because of the fact that, first of all, um, some good news. Harold Zeger's second edition of his book, Freedom's Nightmare, is now currently available. As a matter of fact, if you go to Amazon.com and you'll see, uh, look up Freedom's Nightmare. You will actually find um, two books, two versions of the book, actually. So you go to Harold Zeger and oh, these are different prices than from what I saw. Okay, so there, there was the first version has a different cover. The second one is uh, um, 
Yeah, I'm trying to. There we go. Oh, wow. That's even more powerful than the, the first one. First one, it looks like him standing out on uh, looking through a fence or something from East Germany over to West Germany. Here, it's got a man standing up with his hands up in the air looking at the fence on top of the rubble or on top of the rock. And there's a guy holding an AK-47 behind him. Pretty powerful shit. Um, and the back cover had some pretty good stuff, too. So his book is now available in second edition. Uh, you get a Kindle version for five ninety nine. We can read re- read it with with their uh, their free app. Okay, uh, the paperback version is thirty two ninety six. Uh, they have two new listed for two twenty two ninety nine. And of course, uh, he still includes a quote here from Dietrich Bonhoeffer: "If I board the wrong train, it is of no use running along the corridor in the other direction." Says, "What if I? What if?" I did not board the wrong train, but I've been thrown into it. What if it takes me years to realize that the train I've been thrown into by decisions of generations and ancestors is traveling in the wrong direction? What if I find out that all my strife to realize my dreams are null and void because Dietrich Bonhoeffer was right? What if my decision to leave the train is a dangerous, even deathly fight, yet my desire overcomes the fear and I jump? I jump into a fight for freedom. Against all odds, I win. At a cynical moment, Grant's life in bondage, which came about as a result of the mistakes and errors of previous generations, and now that bondage and how that bondage originated, I knew from studying history. Now I can experience the way of a nation in bondage. What a unique opportunity! But only if I were cynical would I think that. Comparing my life environment, a country I lived in, to a train seems a, a little odd. But then, when one thinks about it, it's it is comparable. If you are on a train, the engineer controls the speed and the stops, and the rails determine the destination. The only influence for a passenger is to pull the emergency stop or jump off the train, which is very dangerous. That is the situation living in a socialist or communist country. That was true for 32 years of my life. Interested? Yes. So, uh, oh, we already got some reviews. Uh, That's good to hear. Okay, so it's 500 pages, and this is the second edition. Yep, some good stuff. Uh, some reviews. Um, all five star and four star. Uh, read this book if and if you fear for our country. Uh, read this book if you fear for our country. You will find it prophetic. This man has a true understanding of freedom. Heed his warnings. Uh, written by a man currently living in Ohio, but raised, worked in East Germany before the wall came down, a true expose of the evils of the communist philosophy. Uh, this man speaks from the heart. He recounts to us his experiences that we hopefully won't repeat the same in America. The frog in a pot. The parable goes like this. If you drop a frog in a pot of boiling water, it will jump out immediately. However, if the frog starts out in warm water and the water is warm slowly, it will not perceive the danger and will boil to death. During my academic years in the 80s and 90s, I was part of a large chemistry research group that drew students, postdocs, and professors from around the world. I met Polish professors after Solidarity, Russian students after Perestroika and Glasnost, Chinese students after Tiananmen Square, and Germans from both sides of the wall. 
Without exception, after a brief sojourn with us, they would express their astonishment. Americans are not what they expected us to be. The day of America was the beacon of freedom to the world, a stronghold for their aspirations of freedom. Uh, lovers everywhere. It was like a life dream for them to escape to America, escaping the impression of their youth. Yet they were shocked to discover that Americans did not understand nor appreciate the freedoms we had. We were willingly relinquishing our liberty to our government, freedoms that their friends had died for in their home countries. We were incrementally relinquishing without so much as a peep. We were the frogs in the pot. To them, socialist and progressive movements, though purportedly well-intended, were actually evil. Colleagues would not mince words, and they would scold me when I would try to open my good intentions of socialism and communism, they would raise their voices and wag their fingers at me. No, Douglas, communism is evil, and socialism is just a milder form of communism. Do not believe it. It will destroy our country. Uh, learn from us. Learn from history. The stories profoundly affected me. I now vote in every election, even the minor ones, and despite the sugarcoating, I now clearly see the evil consequences of socialist and progressive ideas, and I have made a stand against it. Harold Zeger's message resonates strongly with the sermons I heard during my academic years. Instead of the frog, he uses a train metaphor, but his message is still the same. America's on course to self-destruction unless it changes tracks. Stories Zeger counts in this book are real and compelling, and we should make a deliberate effort to expose our youngsters to Zeger's message. At the school where I am math and science chair, the Schilling School for Gifted Children, we are inviting Harry Zeger to share his life perspective. I particularly enjoyed the story Zeger recounts uh, of the librarian during his graduate studies. She and her husband ha- had owned a very successful brewery before the state destroyed it. It helped explain how the state can destroy business through regulation, just like they are doing now. Okay, some other good reviews on here. Uh, very powerful. Um the good thing is, Harold is actually starting to make the media rounds. Um, he was on Kate Daly's show on uh, Tuesday for a full hour-long segment, two hours, but I know it was at least an hour. And then he was on the uh, additional one where she's on InfoWars on Wednesdays. Uh, in the last hour, and so I got to uh, hear that one on the way home today as well. Um, excellent, excellent. Get a little bit more encapsulated a bit. Um, Harold has a tendency to talk a lot because of the fact that he is very knowledgeable on many things, and sometimes it's hard to get a word in edgewise, but what he does is he really explains his 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 ideas and um, make it a, a lot more easily digestible for you and once you get in there, you're like, holy shit, man. You start to get it. So I have a lot of great respect for Harold Ziegler. I've known him for 14 years, almost 14 years now. Yeah. Yeah, almost 14 years. So um, uh, I always listen to his, his commentary, and we often have very interesting conversations because of the fact that he is a man who's been there, done that, wrote a book on it. So I may look into buying a couple extra copies myself, not only donating them to my local library again, because the problem is now that COVID's over, 
They should have no excuse why they cannot uh, take donations. And order um, a copy and make sure it's donated to the uh, Springboro High School Library and maybe even the Junior li- uh, High School Library, so that way they've got a copy each um, in there, so that way it's at least available. Because I've seen some of the shit in the, in the Springboro High School's uh, library, dude. I mean, they got a book on world government in there. Yeah. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me, dude? So, I mean, interesting shit there. But these are all things that need to be addressed. And um, as taxpayers, we need to start raising money. Not, not, not raising money, but, I mean, ra- raising a stink about where our money's going. So a lot of things I had told people 10 years ago, they're finally starting to fucking do it now. It's become a national thing. I kept saying, go to your city council meetings, go to your school board meetings. Um, almost all cities broadcast their their city council meetings on cable access. You just got to know a channel to find it on, and you can um, if you've got a if you got cable, you can record it. Um, if not, um, find out who your cable access provider is. Like here in in uh, Montgomery County area. It's uh, Miami Valley uh, Communications Council, and you can go on there and click on which municipality they have listed, and you can oftentimes download their um, – you can download their uh, council meetings right off the bat and watch them at your leisure. Um, like I've told my mother before, I was like, look, Mom, it's like, well, we, we we raised hell over about this damn cell phone tower to put up by our house, but nobody gave a fuck because they already had it planned out. I'm like, Mom, I said, you need – if you have issues, you have to go to fucking your council meeting, and you have to bring them up. Go every fucking meeting. Bring it up. Learn the format about Robert's Rules. I said, you know what that shit is? So I said, use it to your advantage. Request extra time to, to say your thing, and then – if you if you've got the agenda when you walk in the door, use that off topic. Use that three minutes. So I mean, and, and again, you may not get any fucking steam with it, but someone who's sitting there watch, uh, listening to you or someone watching the feed might go, "Oh, wow, what this lady is saying is," or, or "Hey, you know what? That's it. I'm gonna look into that." Next thing you know, if you get some young buck that fucking goes and, and, and takes your your concern and makes it his battle, all it takes. It's all about uh, anything that's ever been cons- ever been done in this world has been brought by a, a, a single thought in a person's mind. Just like in every revolution, there's one man with a vision. Don't take much. So, I mean, that's a, that's a very interesting thing there. I'm looking at something. Yes, there is a quote uh, from, from Star Trek. Um, the mirror mirror episode. That's just some really good fucking lines from that episode. I'm looking at a slide right now. Star Trek uh, mirror mirror quotes. 
practices like Kirk says, you would find me a uh, you would find me a formidable enemy. And the mirror Spock nods says, I'm aware of that, Captain. I trust you are aware of the reverse. <laughs> so Yeah, I'm looking for the main one I'm looking at here. Probably near the bottom. I'm just not seeing it at the moment. Yeah. It's like almost all the main dialogue was not showing what I'm looking for here. So, um, there it is. There's the main one. In every revolution, there's one man with a vision. So, I think that's actually, uh, that is very true. Um, and another reason why, if you know, Star Trek has been dumbed down a lot. Because of the fact that Star Trek actually made you think back in the day. Um, that's why the show is so popular. But the newer versions of Star Trek start with this, with Discovery and this new shit now. Even Picard. I, I watched season one of Picard, and I was so disappointed. that like, dude, I don't even want to waste time watching the other two. But the third season really has got some interesting shit in it, and it actually almost fully reunites the Next Generation cast for the most part. And uh, not only that, but um, some interesting shit as far as uh, ships and that. Will Riker finally get his full command? You know what I mean? I don't know why Jonathan Frakes does not take the advantage of doing maybe a two to three season run uh, as a Captain Riker. Because um, that's, I mean, Jonathan Frakes has actually become a very, uh, a, a bit of a cultural icon himself. I was actually amazed. I saw a clip of him recently talking about. Uh, reminiscing about some stuff on a podcast and uh, I was actually amazed at actually how bad his language was. I'm like, really? God, it always struck me as a kind of a fucking a gooder, you know? And I'm just kind of like, man, fucking shit and stuff. I'm like, okay, I get it. <laughs> All right. All right, cool. Rocker's got some fucking some zeal. So interesting shit. But anyway, just um, one of the things I've said about Jonathan Frakes is actually uh, a cultural icon in his own right because of the fact that one of the things I mentioned is that um, uh, beards were not popular in the 80s anymore um, because of the fact that by the 70s, uh, they became seen as something else. Of course, in the 60s, they were hippies and shit. So, but um, beards are pretty much phased out. But by the late 80s, there were three individuals that actually made beards sexy for men again and it's kind of go of a no-brainer but there's three main guys in entertainment that i saw that made beards popular again that's alan rickman in die hard james hetfield of metallica and jonathan frakes on star trek so to the point where and actually how he why he came with a beard in the second season is because during our off season he let it grow all summer and then he come back and he's like, um, Roddenberry's kind of like, well, you know, I was like, well, he's like, I just haven't shaved it off yet. And he's like, no, 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 you should keep it, man. It makes you look more nautical. So, because if, you, if you're a fan of Jonathan Frakes at all, his 
big was the North and South miniseries, book one, book two, and 85 and 86, respectively. Um, he plays uh, George Hazard's brother in North and South. And in book one, he's clean-shaven, and in book two, he, he's sporting his beard. And so that's when you first uh, start to notice him. Then, of course, uh, he's clean-shaven in season one of Star Trek, which is in 1987. And then by 88, he had his trademark beard. So, like I said, between Rickman, Hetfield, and Frakes made beards popular for men again and, and made them more masculine. But nowadays, whenever you see advertisements, you see white guy with a beard generally in advertisements. Unless it's an older guy who's in his 50s or 60s to make him look more noble, um, most of the time when they show something, you show a, an advertisement with a guy in a beard, he looks like a beta male. And uh, a lot of the commercials I see, they always make the male half, the husband or whatever, look stupid, like he's a fucking idiot, okay? I see that a lot, and it's only going to get worse. So the advertisement has really gotten terrible, um, and it's becoming less and less white every single day. Because you turn on the TV, you turn on any Internet stuff, you look at the advertisements, they're almost exclusively wiping out white men unless they make them look stupid, out of shape, overweight, and um, pushing uh, misogyny big time. If you the most mixed couples you see is a black male with a white female, okay? When they do show a white male with a with a black female, quote-unquote, um, she's usually fairly attractive. She's usually a mulatto. She has lots of hair, so it makes it look like she's, you know, she's more attractive or she looks more sexy. And But, the, the, but she's always a caramel-colored shade as opposed to, uh, you know, jet black. I mean, you're not going to see a fucking short cropped hair black fucking kefir um, with a white guy, even if he's a fucking beta male. That's a little too extreme, okay? But you will see a white male with a mulatto, and they make sure she looks attractive. I've also seen advertisements where they've got the same type of mulatto female, a white female, and she looks like Twiggy. I mean, seriously, they, they make sure – similar similar the story, like, like Gap. I think Gap is almost out of business because nobody goes to that shit anymore, dude. Gap is pretty much out of business. Um, what was that other one? Um, oh, God. Old Navy. Old Navy is pretty much – I think the one that Dayton Mall is closed now, too. I think that's completely out of business now. Um, there's other ones, too. When you look at the basic advertisements – and, again, I – I did printing for a number of years. I had to print a lot of that signage. And so I seen a lot of the shit that they hang up. And even the most stuff more nowadays, I have seen a lot of shit in the stores and everything that goes up. And they try to eliminate whites as much as possible. Um, especially if it's clothing or athletic wear, to make sure they wear typical ghetto-looking shit for even some of the women. They don't always wear form-fitting fucking, you know, stretch pants or whatever. They'll make them wear more like a more like a workout outfit slack as opposed to some other shit, you know. Well, my biggest thing is um, they don't let white women look like white women anymore. 
They look like B-girls and shit. And so basically they look like nigger lovers. And so that's the thing. It, it, how is that appealing? You know? I mean, we, we just saw that uh, Raquel Welch just died recently, okay? 80-some-odd years old, right? Still a fucking beautiful woman. Uh, the epitome of, of a sex kitten for decades, okay? Uh, she didn't start off that way, but she ended up that way. And when she when she turned 70, she come out with a book. Um, showing just, you know, still how glamorous she looked. I mean, she her neck looked great, dude. I mean, she couldn't tell she was 70. Oh, that woman was just ageless. Uh, you know, same as Stevie Nicks. Stevie Nicks still looks pretty damn good for her fucking age. And she, I know she's got to be in her 70s. So, I mean, my point is, um, we're getting farther and farther away with uh, praising our white women. Um, you see a lot of TV shows, they're starting to have, whites are becoming supportive cast. Uh, shows like um, NCIS Los Angeles, not Los Angeles, but New Orleans. Um, that's, I guess that's now off the air with Scott Bakula. Um, they make sure they got a white guy to lead it, but the rest of the cast are, all supporting cast are pretty much all minorities. And But they'll, they'll like throw a Jew in there to make him think he's white. But it's pretty obvious he looks Jewish or at some particular point. He can't help but show a star of David somewhere um, or mention that he's Jewish. I mean, it, it, they just love throwing it in your fucking face at some point, okay? But the, even the TV show has become so diversified that I don't know how anybody can even stand and watch television anymore. I mean, a lot of the TV shows I've seen on TV anymore are so boring, cop shows. And the thing that gets me mostly now is that They've got a lot of federal cop shows. You have NCIS and how many different versions? Okay. Now you've got FBI and FBI International. I love how these fuckers can just walk in any fucking country like Prague and say, hey, we've got a bad guy here. We're going after him. And if we don't go and we don't, like, you know, they don't even let them know that they're there. They just go in and start shooting up the fucking place if they can't capture the guy. Okay. I'm like, who the fuck is the FBI to just walk into another country and just say, oh, this is a bad guy, and that we're going after him. Who the fuck are you? The United States Federal Bureau of Investigation. What the fuck are you doing here? Get the fuck out of my country. Just like technically the FBI has no business going to a state. They're a federal agency. So technically, if the if the FBI were to call up a governor and say, hey, we're uh, coming in here and investigate, and he says no. Or we're exercising our sovereignty. I don't want you in this fucking state. And I will fucking send my patrol out. If I find you here, I will have you arrested on site and charged. And we need to start doing that. We need to start doing – look at the things that George Wallace did in Alabama in the 1960s and really start going, hey, where did he get it right? Segregation now? Segregation forever! So we need to really start getting some governors that um, are really for the people. That's why DeSantis is so popular, because he has really stood up to fucking you know, dipshit Biden here and also um, uh, standing up for the people of Florida, first and foremost, okay? He's a, he's a, a Floridian by birth. He's born and raised in Florida. He's plowed, a proud Floridian. I want to see more Ohioans do the same, no matter what capacity level is. If you want to run for dog catcher or you want to run 
uh, for governor of Ohio, do it because of the fact that this is our this is the greatest state in the whole fucking nation. You have to have that attitude because if you don't, you got no business running for office. Period. You got to have an Ohio first policy. Any type of bill that comes up, how does this benefit Ohio and Ohioans? How does this help Buckeyes? That's the basic attitudes you have to have. Can it be very Hitler-esque? Yes. Why is Hitler fucking generally loved? Because he was completely pro-Germany. Pro-German nationalist. That's what national socialism was. Was putting together class differences, saying we are one people. We are one nation. And we're all coming together to fucking uh, turn things around. And he, he was chastised for that during his lifetime, and then they step on his memory. But his legacy cannot be destroyed because of the fact that he created something that was completely natural or organic. And the only reason why they fucking went after him is because it was not thought up by a Jew. That's what it rolls down to. When you find the origins of communism, it's all got fucking Ashkenazi fucking roots, man. Absolutely. Oh, that reminds me. I downloaded a video today that I thought was interesting. Um, a, a girl has a telltale about the sick shit that goes on Masonic temples. Uh, that was very, very interesting today. Let me see if I can find this. Um... Yeah, what was that? Uh... No, that's not it. to find it here. Yeah, it was, it was very powerful uh, video clip. And I want to... Well, shit. Don't know what to do with it. Anyway, it was it was pretty powerful because it, it did break it down extensively. Um, yeah, it's probably on my gab. Let me just double check my gab real quick because, like I said, I I thought this thing was really powerful and I was blown away. All right, let's see here. I'll know as soon as I see it, because like I said, I was like, holy shit. Nope. It's on Telegram. It's on Twitter. Yeah, I'm just not finding it right now. Anyways, I did put a I did put a post. Um, two screenshots from uh, the Daily Mail, Mail Online Health. It says warning to women who have children in their early 20s: you might be m- more a, at risk of a heart attack or stroke. Study claims the 
It's by Kate Pickles, health editor for the Daily Mail. And, of course, they show a white woman and her newborn baby. And, of course, she's um, very attractive, auburn-haired, maybe slightly dirty blonde uh, woman with her hair braided, like typical European braids. So um, that already says white supremacy. And then they say have another one. This is from October 2017, uh, but I know they've been pushing this a lot lately. It says, too much exercise can kill you, especially if you're a white man. Study finds seven and a half hours a week of fitness doubles your risk of heart disease. This is written by Mia de, de Graff for Daily Mail. So I can almost bet you that that is probably a Jew. So I put, especially if white, that's the new narrative now. Notice it's British globalist rag Daily Mail. This is all part of Agenda 21 and Agenda 2030. So very interesting in its own right. And um, some shit. So that is the narrative that they're really pushing hard for nowadays. Get her. I'm just trying to find that video. I post a lot of shit, so it's going to take me a minute to try to scroll through all this. But it was a really powerful video. I thought I had downloaded it. Don't see it. Damn. Well, that hell sucks. Anyway, so uh, we. Oh, there's this one. There's one guy who, in Scotland, who's of some sort of fucking, you know, saying nigger descent, okay, basically whining and bitching that all of the top facility people that run in Scotland are all white. You've got the judges are all white. You have the administrators all white. You have the head doctor, the, the surgeon general, white. You have the, the, the leader of this thing, white. You have this particular leader of that, white. You have this this advocate, white. And I'm sitting going, uh, dude, it's Scotland. Duh. It's like, just because you got a Scottish accent doesn't make you a Scotch, you stupid fuck. I mean, seriously, it's like, dude, you're not Scottish. You're obviously like Pakistani or some shit. So I'll be like, can you imagine a white person go up there and say, oh, I'm going to go to the fucking uh, Pakistan and go, oh, everything I found in this goddamn country is run by Pakistani. There are no whites in here. Dude, that motherfucker be jihad and so goddamn fat. They blow up his goddamn car just for looking at him cross-eyed, okay? I mean, seriously, I'm sitting there going, what the fuck, dude? We One thing is for sure is we have to, as whites, need to start stepping up and stop being scared to speak out as a white person. You have to start saying, hey, God, and if someone goes up and tries to call you white, you're goddamn right I'm a racist because I see my race is getting screwed. I'm tired of constantly getting out or at the expense of me to help a minority. Like when John Wayne had a quote back in Playboy in 1971 or some shit, he got chastised for it. Uh, basically said, yeah, I, I, I believe in white supremacy because basically we're the top of the food chain. So until the blacks and stuff actually start stepping up and doing their share, without us having to always take care of them and shit, you know, yeah, we need to stay on top. It's common sense. So until they step up to the plate, which they'll never do, and and you look at all these other countries, the ANC in South Africa is so corrupt, dude. The vice president, appropriate names, vice president, 
That motherfucker is so corrupt, he actually makes uh, the Bidens look like small time. I mean, seriously, this guy's basically bled ESCOM, their their power company, um, almost dry. I mean, the rolling blackouts and brownouts that they got in that country for hours at a time, multiple times a day, is incredible. I don't know how the, anyone could even do business in that country at all. And we're talking in the country. We're not even talking about trying to deal with people internationally. So I don't get it. I don't understand how that shit could even fucking pan out, man. It makes no fucking sense. We better start watching shit here at home because of the fact that uh, with all this green shit that they keep, they keep pulling on us, they're going to start having rolling blackouts and brownouts in our areas as well. You're going to start to see it. Trust and see me, man. I know, some, I know people in California it's always starting to do that. So it is coming, and it's coming very soon. So people need to start realizing this. So, again, when it comes to organizing and preparation, you need to get on it now. You need to start listening to Harold Ziegler's uh, podcast. Go to KateDallyShow.com. Click on the, the uh, SoundCloud link for that. Listen to a lot of the stuff there. Talk about how they organize, eventually help. Get the people to stand up and took back East Germany from the communists. That's exactly what happened. And then the uh, InfoWars with Kate Daly today, um, really, that was yesterday, really encapsulated um, even more how, how they rose up. You got to have people, a small group of people with, you know, three to five people that you know you can trust your lives with. Um, that aren't going to sell you out and, and sell you down the river and kind of organize. But, but make it so obvious that they know each other because there are a lot of infiltrating these groups. I've seen it firsthand. So that's how they get these fuckers in there. So, I mean, and now that too, but a lot of us need to get rid of this Christian bullshit and start going back to a lot of our pagan roots. The biggest problem is community is fucking they're even more discriminatory than fucking Christians are. And Christians are a joke. So I don't see how they can have a, 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 a an as a true resurgence when they're just as condescending and fucking backstabbing as fucking Christians are. So I don't get it, dude. I think it's a fucking joke. But we all need to start really stepping up for ourselves, looking out for each other, and start building something and let the momentum take over on its own. It can happen. But the thing is, they're monitoring everything we do now. We do meetings and stuff. You know, don't drive your new cars. Drive an older one. Leave your phone at home. Or if you do go somewhere, leave it in a fucking microwave, okay? Cell phone signals are microwaves. They can't get in and out of a microwave oven. So even if you turn the phone off, they can still track you. So you're going to have to set up things in advance. Go do like we did old school. You're going to have to do paper maps and directions. But bottom line is people need to leave technology gone. It's like, you know, I saw Sticks was, you know, talking about issues with, uh, you know, did, did Mr. Roboto really in Sticks' classic era? And he said yes. But there's a very interesting article about that because that song was way ahead of its time. Uh, you know, Domir Rigato, Mr. Roboto. So classic fans have long pointed to Mr. Roboto as a turning point for Sticks. 
But is this polarized 1983 hit really to blame for the rift falling between Dennis and Young and the rest of the group? Mr. Roboto unexpectedly reached number three in the Billboard Hot 100, arriving February 28, 1983, as the lead single from Styx's Kill Water was here. <clears throat> Unfortunately, De Young's rock opera didn't match Styx's previous multi-platinum commercial successes. What that song did is it killed a whole a lot of people's interest in our music, guitarist uh, uh, James Young said. Later, um, told the Arizona Republic, he described it as a situation of Young's grand scheme drove away fans and then individual band members. We spent a million dollars on a 10-minute feature film to be part of our live presentation, and we spent money like water. And then Mr. Obata, was, which was lead song, only needed probably half our male rock audience, if not more. Ultimately, we stopped working after that because it was an ugly battle after ugly battle and unhappiness after unhappiness after unhappiness. Sticks temporary to spend in 1984 after touring in support of Cure was here. They tried returning in 1990, only split again in 1991. And a 1996 reunion only lasted until 99. This would be the last time Dan was part of the group. By then, Mr. Roboto had long since become the song Some Love to Hate, largely absent from Styx concerts. The stream was only played seven times during 83 and 2018, according to setlist.fm. Even then, Mr. Roboto was rarely performed in its entirety. Young and Tommy Shaw would usually reference similar reasons asked about moving on without DeYoung and his hit song. They didn't like the direction of Mr. Roboto. Kill Warrior was a toxic experience they didn't want to revisit. And creative differences with the young were simply too much to handle. The young said fans were faced with an impossible choice: the sticks of the young and Mr. Roboto. Worse, he says, has been made out to be the villain in the decades since his firing. <clears throat> they had tried to convince the fan base there was a good reason for it. Um, the young told Forbes in 2019, they came up with a story and stuck to it. Dennis was controlling, egomaniacal. He led us on a path that changed our music style. He says that that made the seismic lineup shift easier to justify, as he told Eddie Trunk that many warned, to the idea that they should dislike the song and me at the same time. So there is a clip on this article here on the full, I believe, the 10-minute film. Yes. So, so here's another advertisement right here. You got kind of a beta male-looking guy, even he's clean-shaven, and his the girl he's with is a light-skinned mulatto with long, curly, kinky hair, obviously. Okay, three, these days, the young still laments how everything changed. It's just wrong. It's counterproductive, he said. He told Trunk. I think it hurts our legacy, which to me is the most important thing. I didn't do this thing to become a flash in the pan. I did it to create something that will live longer than myself, and I think we've done that. A lot of damage has been done to our fan base, and I regret it, and I apologize to them. Young never turns back on Mr. Roboto as a solarist, performing it hundreds of times, and eventually sticks soften their stance too. After years of fan requests, um, this much maligned song finally returned the band set list too. If you're in sticks, you have to accept Mr. Roboto's Shaw added to Forbes. I don't know what it means exactly, except it's a song about technology taking over which is exactly the hitting the nail square on the head. Play it now. We love seeing the surprise of people's faces playing a song we said we would never play. 
Six and the young may never share the stage again, but both sides appear to maintain a level of respect for each other, especially when it comes to what they were able to achieve together. In hindsight, it's easy to see the band and the young were already drifting apart by 83. If Mr. Roboto had not been the final nail in the coffin, some other song likely would have been. So they're right, but what's interesting is I think the song is more poignant now than it was then. Um, because it's plain to see too much technology, machines to save our lives, machines to humanize. I mean, you listen to the song now, it's more pointing now than ever. So I think DeYoung was a visionary way ahead of his time. Mr. Roboto wasn't, uh, well, the, the Kill Where I Was Here album is a concept album that really has lost the concept. And it, there's different reasons why it was titled that and everything else. But um, there's a couple of decent gems on there. But I see why they, they finally started to fall apart. But I think the biggest issue is, is that some of these bands are way ahead of the time when it comes to some of their content. And this is one of those classic cases. So I think Mr. Obato should be looked at um, and reconsidered because I think the song really says a lot now. And uh, even more so with internet, phones, and everything else. It's pretty bad. I have to play it, man. Don't worry, to Mr. Roboto. It's a catchy little fucker, isn't it? All right, see so what we got here. I do not have it listed on this. Okay, so um, there is a lot of stuff to consider these days because uh, – Technology has really gone wrong. Yes. Okay, so actually, we are going to end the show with Mr. Roboto because of the fact that I think um, I really think that the song he says a lot. Uh, matter of fact, I remember walking in my uncle's um, back room and seeing he actually had the album. I remember seeing it sitting up there, seeing the logo and the, the, the heads. And I'm kind of like, what the hell? Uh, it's iconic now. Uh, but, you know, it was definitely a record that came out at the time. Like I said, some people are just ahead of their time, either in style or substance. And then all of a sudden it makes sense, you know. So that's definitely uh, something that should be looked into um, as well. Okay, so we're going to close the show tonight with Mr. Obama by Sticks, and uh, <clears throat> like I said, I think it uh, is more poignant now uh, than it was back then because of the fact that uh, 
technology has really gone off the fucking crazy shit these days and um, needs to be addressed. So here is Mr. Roboto by Styx.
Spent off, but I found a song in here in the archives. Thought I'd give it a little fucking spin just so I can have some fun. This is Young Land. Thank God I'm a white boy. On the farm is kinda laid back, green, but you know old country boy like me can hack. Third little rise, early in the sack. Thank God I'm a white boy. Well, a simple kind of life never did me no harm. Raising me a family and working on a farm. My days are all filled with an easy country charm. Thank God I'm a white boy. Well, I got me a fine wife. I got the old fiddle with the sun coming up. I got cakes on a griddle. Life ain't nothing but a funny, funny riddle. Thank God I'm a white boy. When the work's all done and the summer's sitting low, I pull out my fiddle and I'm rising up the boat. Listen to Resolution Radio, 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 ResolutionRDO.com. My brothers, my sisters, 
I bring you a message of solidarity, a call to action, and a demand for adherence to duty of an Aryan resurgence and ultimately total Aryan victory. We have broken the chains of Jewish thought. We know not the meaning of the word mine, it is ours. Our race, the totality of our people. Ten hearts, one beat. One hundred hearts, one beat. Ten thousand hearts, one beat. We are born to fight and to die and to continue the flow. The flow of our people. Onward we will go, onward to the stars, high above the mud, the mud of yellow, black, and brown. So kinsman, duty calls. The future is now. If months from now you have not yet fully committed yourself to the alliance, then you have an effect not only betrayed your race, you have betrayed yourself. So stand up like men and drive the enemy into the sea. Stand up like men and swear a sacred oath upon the green graves of our sires that you will reclaim what our forefathers discovered, explored, conquered, settled, built, and died for. Stand up like men and reclaim our soil. Kinsmen, arise. Look toward the stars and proclaim our destiny. Defeat never, victory forever. Greetings fellow white people. Nazi propaganda bot here. Have you visited NordicResistanceMovement.org yet? If not, why? Are you an English cigarette? At NordicResistanceMovement.org the latest and the greatest regarding the movement and the Nordic people's struggle. Activist reports with action from the streets. Ideological articles to stimulate your mind. Videos, interviews, radio and more. From the week bond by you will find an article written by Simon Lindbergh himself. He wrote about our vision for a united North contract. We also published Simon Hayes' article called The Psychology of Genocide, which details how whites have been tricked into hating themselves and need to wake up to the glory of their ancestry. So you think this sounds nice? You want some of this? Then head on over to NordicResistanceMovement.org and get your daily dose of National Socialist Stimulus. I spent almost two decades working for the CIA. I've seen up close what so many people don't want to imagine, the frightening reality of radical Islamic terror. Here's the truth no one wants to admit. We will never see a day for the rest of our lives where that threat doesn't hover above our heads. Because the hatred that fuels these jihadists will burn for generations. The question is, will our freedom if we surrender our privacy rights, our speech rights, our religious rights, and our gun rights, we will not be safer. 
but we will doom our children and grandchildren and the billions of people around the world who see America as a beacon of hope to utter darkness. Our freedom makes us great. Our freedom will keep us safe. I'm the National Rifle Association of America, and I'm freedom's safest place. I must tell you, the right to defend yourself, the right to keep and bear arms, does not protect your right to shoot deer. It protects your right to shoot at the government when it is taken over by tyrants. These are... The quintessential American right. The right to be left alone. 